Business Tech Weekly Podcast, episode number 85. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Business Tech Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Andy Traw. We're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in technology tools, tips, and advice to help you become more profitable, more productive, more uh, proficient in everything you do in your small to medium-sized business. Things that are going to just help us in unimaginable ways to accomplish things that would not be possible without technology. That's right. And if you listen to episode 84, it'll also save your life. Exactly. And we do, we do come here to save your life each and every week, (laughs) but only for, we only save your life if you stay for the live show. (laughs) (laughs) You have to listen to episode 84 to figure out what we're talking about. But you know, actually I was looking through my, uh, my podcast feeds the other day and uh, the, the, the title of that episode, like, through me i was like what how do we save oh yeah because it's not often you see a technology show that says it'll save your life exactly but we're not just any other technology show i mean we're business tech weekly for goodness sake that's right that's exactly right speaking of business (laughs) technology i'm getting ready to leave my business for 10 days is your virtual assistant going to move in uh no actually uh she's she probably i you know what i probably should uh work out some things she could do for me. But uh, no, pretty much things are just going to uh, uh, be focused mostly on just promoting uh, the products and services that I already have available online, those things that are automated, my digital products. Put out a 25% off sale for uh, anybody who wants those products over at podcastanswerman.com slash products. And they can use promo code Summer Sale through July 5th. And it gives them 25% off. So I've got that promotion going. And then I've got my A to Z course. And uh, as people sign up for that, then I should be set. I should be golden. 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 Sweet. Well, I hope you have an awesome time on your uh, vacation. Thank it, you. Uh, well-deserved. It is something that I'm looking forward to, especially uh, spending some good quality time with my family. Although we are, we are taking the car. And instead of renting a van this time, and yes. we're driving for two days down to Florida, and we're gonna have three kids in the back seat of the car. Yeah, eh, it might be crazy. Although, you know what? Here, here's I don't know if you can get this from Amazon Prime or not, but I, I, I would encourage you to look for. And again, if there's anyone in the live chat that could help us locate this, you know, in police cars they have that that clear plexiglass. <laughs> um, so again, maybe just Google that. I don't know if they have it. They sell it based on what model car you have, but that's something that. Um, you know, you might have to do some modifications and do some drill holes, just maybe for some air so they can communicate. Maybe something they can slide just like an iPhone through. Yeah. Just a little window, but yeah. nothing big enough they can actually get their whole arm through because you don't want them to reach around. Well, I'll tell you what, so. we've got one of those uh, dual screen DVD players that, that'll strap around the, the headrest of the front seats. Sure. And so uh, we're, we're going to say thank you to our friends at Redbox for our sanity. <laughs> Because uh, we will probably stop and get a movie and drive for you know an hour and a half or two hours and and then get on the iPhone app and find the next red box. And find then, the next red box exactly. Yeah. So we're gonna be red boxing it all the way down to Florida. 
That's right. You could just you should you, that's how you should chart the trip. You know, <laughs> I went to Redbox seven three four nine eight, and then I went to Redbox six nine three eight four. Yep, yep, yep. We can track you that way. Exactly. That's a good promotion for them. They should do that. So, Andy, what's going on? What kind of projects are you working on? I got a couple of things that are just launching. Uh, one is, uh, well, a little bit of a backstory. When I read the, the book Lynchman by Seth Godin, I was so encouraged and felt empowered and uh, just inspired by it. I was like, I mean, I got to talk to other people about this. So I started a podcast, having uh, my relationship with you and, 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 and buying some of your products, getting the equipment. Uh, I said, I, I can do this. I can start my own podcast. Cliff has empowered me and, and taught me enough. I can do this. Uh, and if folks don't remember the first time I tried to start a podcast on my own, it was, you know, I ended up, ended up sounding like R2D2. But um, with your help and coaching and products and, 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 and advice, I was like, I'll do this. So I started a podcast, Lynchman Podcast. Gone great. Did another episode last week. Kind of Clay Bear. But then I read this book called Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. A very short book. Uh, sort of a, a hundred pages of kick you in your butt and get off your rear and go do something. And I was so inspired by it. I thought, man, I'll just do that. I'll do that again. But this book, uh, this do the work book is about uh, doing big things, not just doing work, but doing big work, you know? Uh, and um, so I thought, well, let me see if I can apply the principle of this book to this, to this podcast. So it went from do the work podcast to do the work community. And it's really pretty simple which is it is a community of people that want to do the work. Now, what is the work? Some people want to write an ebook. Some people want to create an iPhone app. Um, some people want to write manifestos. Uh, my, my project on dotheworkcommunity.com is uh, called restaurantsocial.com, which is a, a resource for uh, restaurant owners who, who need help nav- navigating social media. So you basically apply to, to, to join. You can't just sign up. You have to apply and talk about your project. And then we give you permission and give you a login. And you use the dotheworkcommunity.com site to share the process of your project. And the unique part of the, of the community is that it is a, a community-built website where uh, the content is just, you know, you have what, prod, what progress have you made this day and you write about it. And w- there's two pieces of the, prod, of the uh, community. And one is encouragement where we write and say, hey, what about this? Have you thought about that? And good job. And I understand and way to go. And the other part is accountability, where if you don't post at least once a week, you get one warning and then we kick you out and we delete your posts (laughs) (laughs) because it's a place to do the work. And this book, uh, sort of in closing, the whole premise of it is that doing the work is hard because there's this resistance that we all come up with. And he calls it the resistance. Seth Godin calls it the lizard brain. Uh, You know, Christians might call it the devil. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but it's the thing that comes against you when you feel like, wow, I want to do something great. Like Cliff, when you said you want to do podcasting A to Z and you're like, I got to carve out this time and I'm going to, I'm going to charge this much. I'm going to only have this many people. You know, how's that going to affect my business? I know that there were things said in your head that you didn't share with the community or maybe even your own wife where it's like, Cliff, you can't do that or that's not going to work or this or that. And it's more than just business strategy sort of questions. It's literally a voice in your head that says, you can't do that. Who are you to do that? That won't work. And again, I'm okay with failing every once in a while. So some of these projects are not going to succeed. But this new community that I've created a place for people to apply and then they get uh, some instruction on how to start their project. And then we just encourage uh, each other and keep each other accountable. 
So no monetization plan, just a, a place to, uh, and I have three or four other guys that are helping me uh, with artwork and the technology and forum, things like that. And we've got about uh, 12 people right now that are in there doing the work. So I'm pretty excited about it. That's exciting. So there's, so this isn't something people have to pay for, but they have to, no. they have to apply. And, and the idea is that this is just, it's a place to come for encouragement and accountability. So kind of, it's, it's almost like a, it's like a community mastermind group for, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not going to be, you know, like third tribe in Brogan's group. Uh, you know, that's where you're going to get a lot more of the tools. You know, here's the, here's the shopping cart I use and things like that. Um, and that's fine. That's, that's their place for their community. This isn't a place where it's necessarily where you come for all okay. the answers, a place to find accountability as you do your project. Right. So gotcha. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, very cool. Do the work community.com and check it out. If, if you're out there and you have a project that you've been wanting to do, but you kind of been procrastinating, um, this might be a place to check it out. I love the idea that if you, that you get a warning and then we delete all your posts. I love that is awesome. Well, it's not the talk about your work community. <laughs> it's not plan. It's do the work community. So if you click, if you go there and you click join the workers, mm-hmm. then you'll see where you can submit your application. And then, um, you know, we had our first group we led in last week and we're going to, I think actually we had about 15 or 16 that have joined up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's neat to be in charge of something, Cliff. And I know you've experienced this. The measure of a great community is when you're not creating the content, when your community is creating the content. Right. You know, and, um, and, and that's, uh, that's what's happening here. I mean, I go there and I go, oh, I didn't write that post. I didn't write any of those 10 posts on the front page. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's cool. It's really, it's really neat. And, and a lady found us on Google. She, uh, uh, one of the one of the premises of of doing the work is a swing for the fences. That's why I went from a podcast to a community. I'll, I'll do a podcast with it, but it's not the point right now. But she googled swing for the fences and she found us. So I don't know how we came up so high on that. But and she has a project she wants to do, so she's applied to be a part of the community. So anyway, just just a neat. Uh, it's not a self employment thing. It's not a you know digital. It's not a web thing. It's just people who have a project they want to do, but they've been met by resistance. So it's great. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, One of the conversations that we've been having uh, lately in our online community over at gspn.tv has been about Dropbox. Now, last week we talked once again about Dropbox, uh, about what it all is. This week, uh, Dropbox could be in some pretty deep trouble. Uh, And deservedly so. I mean, I... I re- I'm I'm probably too optimistic. I'm probably not hard enough, honestly, on on a lot of the companies that we talk about. I, I give them the benefit of the doubt, mostly out of just ignorance of, oh, they wouldn't do that, would they? Well, yes, they would. I mean, Cliff, can you imagine? Can you imagine as a business owner, you have you're in charge of 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 people's private data, and for four hours, uh, it, it was open open via a major flaw, right? This is your core business is keeping people's data synced and safe. For four hours, you leave the door open and that happens. You fix it in five minutes, which is what happens. They found out about it. They fixed it in five minutes. Can you imagine not telling your customers that that happened? No. I mean, Dropbox has not sent me an email. Have they responded publicly? Yes, when asked. 
Have they put something on their blog? Have they said we addressed it? Yada, yada. But they have not, they did not reach out to me and said, we had a problem. We fixed it. You know, this will not happen again or, you know, whatever their deal is. They, they, they have not done that. And that is what, that to me is what is so frustrating. Yeah. Yes, I'm frustrated that they had this major security breach, which I don't know if I went in the wrong order because I was sort of doing the hypothetical thing. But the story is that they left uh, at a major vulnerability in the system. It was something, can you explain it, Cliff? It's something about when you want to reset your password or something like that. Well, well, what, what was ha- it? What happened is somebody, I mean, there were four hours from what I understand is that if I wanted to, I could log in, you know, I could go into the login and mm-hmm. Andy, I could type in your email address into my account Right, the one associated and, with my Dropbox account. The one associated with your Dropbox account. I could log in with your email address and choose the wrong password and I'd get right in to your wow. account. So, so basically, everything that's on your Dropbox account would download into my computer. Right. Yeah. It, it, and I think it was, it was something with, this, with the, the, uh, the password reset. Like I thought it was like, you and again, I, t- this isn't to me. It's not as important as what happened, but it was something like it would say, "Oh, your password isn't right. Put in your email, and we'll resend you the password." It was something like that. But the the point is, it was it was not like you had to be some geek to get in. It was a major vulnerability. I mean, mm. it was huge, and it happened you know overnight. So it wasn't you know it wasn't during the workday. Da da da. But they said two percent. I think was the number. Mm-hmm. I should click on the article. But so I think they said 2% were affected or, or could have been affected or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I don't care. Cliff, if your job is to keep my information safe and synced across or sunk, whatever the term is, uh, you know, to keep it matched across all the different computers, which is what Dropbox is, which we've talked about at length and, and really like the service. If that's your job, I mean, that's like saying, oh yeah, I'm a bank. And uh, I left the vault open for four hours, but hey, only two percent of the people got their money affected, right. you know. And we, and we think we can get it all back. Well, that's fine, but I'd kind of like to know that the bank left the vault open for four hours. You know, that kind of bothers me. Yeah this this you know? is this is what happened here. Um, you know, their blog it, they posted a blog post on June twentieth, and and this was a you know, and the blog post on June twentieth says yesterday. We made a code code update at 1.54 p.m. Pacific time that introduced a bug affecting our authentication mechanism. We discovered this at 5.41 p.m. The fix was live at 5.46. Four minutes later, a very small number of users, much less than 1%, logged in during that period of time, some of whom could could have logged into an account without the correct password. I think you had it right the first time, Cliff. Yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah. you could just use the wrong password. I could just I could just log into Andy Trob with any password that I want, and boom, I've got access to all your files. And here's this is what I love. Um, Tony Web- Webster is the very first person to blog uh, to put a comment on this blog, and this is what he wrote. And this is exactly what you're saying. Is like, listen, this is completely unacceptable and warrants hourly updates until you know exactly what happened. When security is critical to your offering, you should be running unit tests on every deployment and additional security tests. This clearly indicates the need for re-engineering Dropbox security. As to moving forward, every single drop customer, Dropbox customer should be getting an email right now about this, not hearing about it from other sources or from seemingly calm-toned blog posts. 
Dropbox hasn't even tweeted about this full uh, for a full 24 hours after it happened. I know I wow. would like some disclosure of every single account happening on my Dropbox account during the four hours. Anybody could access it, and I need that e- information immediately. So, so yeah, basically, here's the situation. They didn't even blog about it until the next day, and I did... And they never f- tweeted, which takes 140 characters. I mean, yeah. it's... And I didn't get this until, uh, let's see here. This was came to me... Uh, I, I, I th- okay, so this came to me yesterday. This is June 22nd, right? So this is three days. I did get this email. Cliff, on June 19th, 2011... Uh, so this again, a couple days later, we had a software bug that caused authentication issues. You can read more about it here on our blog post. Our records show that your account was not improperly, was not improbably logged in, improperly logged into during this time. We are writing to you because one or more of the users you share a Dropbox folder with, uh, folder, uh, with logged into their account during that time period. We have no reason to believe that the login was improper, but it is. But in the unlikely event that it was, there could have been some access to the information in the following shared folder. And it shows me what shared folder. And it says, we are sorry, as this should have never happened. We are implementing additional safeguards to prevent this from happening again. If you have any questions, contact us, the Dropbox team. So and here's three, the thing. You got that. I did because none of my people or whatever, you know, I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. Three days later. Now, the thing, exactly. So, basically, no, you did not log in with your account. Nobody tried to log in with your account during the four-hour window. That's why you didn't get it. So, the person that I shared right. my account with, or one of my folders with, she either logged in during that time or somebody tried to log into her account. Sure. And more than likely, it was just her. So, right. the, so I, I mean, three days later, I get this. Now, the thing is, if, I, if she would not have logged in, I wouldn't have even got this email. Right. And this is the problem. Now, the thing is, is, is Dropbox, they're not known for the security. They've had issues from people mm-hmm. talking. It's like, you know, we would like this to be encrypted, you know, so so that, that you could have this. Of course, if it even if it was encrypted, if they had a security, if they had an authent- authentication error like this and somebody could just use the wrong password, I, I would imagine it would still uncry- unencrypt it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, down. I, so I mean, I don't know. How, anyway, all I know is that there's a lot of people that are losing or have already lost their faith in Dropbox. I don't know about you. I'm still using it right now. Yeah, I, I oh yeah, I'm definitely I'm still using it. But if someone else came to me and said, "Hey, our service costs twice as much, and we do the exact same thing," I'd probably switch. Well, the thing <laughs> you know? is, is twice I mean, as it, much is still free for me. well i pay but it's that important and that helpful for me to have i mean i mean could i live without it yeah i could live without it you know um but it it begs the question like what's the point like what's the point of you might as well just put everything in your there's a thing called a public folder Mm -hmm. um which i I think you can i don't know I, i think i've used it just to share links with people or whatever but um you know, they've talked about like people can run their websites by using a Dropbox shared folder. I mean, it's all this goofy stuff, but it's like a public folder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well put everything in the public folder and just say, hey, if anybody wants to look at my Dropbox, go there. I mean, am I, am I exaggerating? Well, for four hours, I wasn't right. because that's what happened. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And here, you know, the guy who found it out uh, or was tipped off on it, 
he wrote this really nice post about it. He said, to test this, I, I contacted two of my friends and asked them for the emails they used for the Dropboxes and I was able to get into their accounts. How scary is that? Yeah. I mean, for all the advice we give on passwords and encryption and, you don't even you, know, need, you didn't even need a password. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> you just need an email address. I mean, that's just, that's like saying, uh, you know, I put in a bank card and, or I just, I went to the drive-thru and I said your name. Well, you don't look like Mary Smith. Well, hey, Mary Smith. Okay. Well, here's her checking account information. You know, oh, I mean, or yeah, so the, or here's so the, her money. Yeah, or here's the money. So here's a question. Uh, what's the alternative? Well, I would say Walla. Here, check this out. What is Walla? Walla. Walla is secure online storage. Right, well, first and foremost, okay, check this out. <laughs> what's the first word? It is secure. secure. <laughs> Even in the cloud to store your files online. Okay. Privacy. privacy and security. Walla protects your data and guards your privacy. Your password is never transmitted, so no one, not even the employees at Walla, can see your private files. Not even the employees can see your private files because it's encrypted. And they and said that at Dropbox, but then they had to go back and say, oh, okay, that's not completely true. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, here's the thing. I'm still using Dropbox, but uh, I will tell you right now, I am tempted to leave Dropbox. I, I'm not going to because I really don't store that much personal stuff there. Uh, although I do have, I do know that I have the backups of my Quicken files. Um, somebody made a valid point that you know, obviously, this is going to be a huge wake up call to to Dropbox. And I believe that that you know, just the fact that this has happened alone is going to cause them to to make sure that it never happens again. You know what I'm saying? So so I. You know, I, personally, I, I'm f- I feel more confident now that I know that this has happened, but I, I'm still very concerned about their lack of communication. You know, what what if mm-hmm. something else does happen in the future? How will we be notified or will we be notified or do we have to wait for a blog post or do we have to wait until somebody else talks about it in a podcast? You know, those no. kind of things. But I, I will tell you right now, if somebody asked me, you know, I, I want to do what you're doing there. Uh, my, my first place would be to take them to voila dot com w-u-a-l-a dot com voila I'll, I'll put that in the show notes yeah voila dot com w-u-a-l-a dot com it is the same service here's the deal though um they're free dropbox is free services free five gigs first right uh two. Oh, okay two so f- free two gigs okay i'm sorry well anyway uh voila you start off with uh one gig for free all right their paid prices are better are they? They are. Okay, so you can get 10 gigabytes for $29, 25 gigabytes for $49. A year. Uh, is that a year? Mm-hmm. You're kidding me. No, so uh, let me jump over to Dropbox real quick. Um, if that's a year, why am I not using them? <laughs> Whoa, you're right. Yeah. Can you answer that question for you, pal? Sorry. Uh, okay, so I think I might be. Le- I thought those were. I, I thought see. that was monthly. All right. So you for mean for fifty for fifty gigs for is- Dropbox is nine ninety nine a month, which is one hundred twenty dollars a year. Or if you pay for the full year, it's a hundred dollars. Okay. So uh-huh. let's just say let's go best case scenario. It's a hundred dollars for fifty. Uh huh. For fifty for Walla, it's eighty bucks. Right. So. Oh my goodness. So I could get 200 is 129 and I, 100 uh is 199. 
I could do this. I could do for, for, I could get a hundred gigabytes for $129 a year. Mm -hmm. Dude, I, I, you know what? I'm just, I think I might leave uh, Dropbox. You should, well, the great thing is you can just do the one gig folder and test it out as I'm sure you, you know what you should do, Cliff? This is where I make fun of Cliff. Everybody pay attention. Mm -hmm. Cliff, you should go to Best Buy and get (laughs) on a MacBook Air and install Walla and then, get on a different computer and install Walla and then you should make a, you should I, download ScreenFlow and you should make a video tutorial yes product <laughs> all in the store while I'm then there. run it through Aweber oh yeah this all happens on the store yes 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 because so many other people do that yeah. and if you don't understand the joke you don't listen to our show enough people this uh-huh. is good stuff alright so I'm going to anyway I do like to have a, a gig free and you can test it out well hold on because this is what I want to know I'm, I'm going to go to my podcast archives and it's got, oh, it's 157 gigabytes. So I actually, I, I think I might actually do $289 for the year. Right. And I can pretty much put... 25 bucks a month-ish. Yeah. So for that amount, for, I, I can have pretty much... It's it's like Backblaze, only limited to 200 and get 250 gigabytes. Right. But it still does the syncing between the things. And, and from what I understand, I probably can do the... Uh, the selective folder sharing and yeah, and, and I have to look through it because as simple as it seems, you know there are a lot of variances. I mean, you, you know, some services allow you to sync more than one folder. Where Dropbox, everything has to be inside of that Dropbox folder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, there's there's you could kind of dance around with it a little bit and figure it out. But you know, two lessons to be learned here, folks. And, and the first is, if you screw up, welcome to the club. You're human, mm-hmm. right? But tell people. I mean, you get in more trouble if you don't tell people, Bill Clinton, than if you, you know, if you if you avoid it and say, no, no, it didn't happen. Right. Just we know it happened. Say, I mean, the best thing they could do is say, this is an extreme. This is unacceptable. Total embarrassment. You know, we're going through every line of every code of everything. No one, no vacations. I'm not taking pay this year. Blah blah blah. I mean, just yeah. make it sound even worse than it was. But just help me know that you give a rip, yeah. You know, versus uh, this date we had this and only happened for five minutes and only one percent of users. I don't care if it's one percent, yeah. Because if it happens the next time, it could be eighty percent. Yeah. Well, here's you know? the, here's the deal. People are asking in the chat room: Does Wala have a um, uh, an iPad app? Yes, they do. They have an iPad. It's it's a universal iPad iPhone app. Um, the only thing is, is Dropbox, all these third-party services, all these apps have integration. But all yes. of that's about to change with iCloud anyway. So I, I don't think that that's going to be a big issue. Um, personally, I, I you know what? I, I, it's it, it's one of those things. I'm going to have to jump through hoops to, to leave Dropbox and, and to actually go through the process of serving, setting up um, Walla. But uh, I, I'm definitely not going to do it before I leave uh, tomorrow morning to go on my trip for 10 days. Uh, but when I get back, um, it, I'll probably go through the process. I'll, I'll probably go to Walla and, and check it out, get the free account. And if I like the free account, you know, for $289 for the entire year, that's for, for 250 gigabytes of additional backup and syncing between computers. I'm thinking, yeah, I like it. Anyway, so yeah, Dropbox. I think I think Dropbox is in trouble. Uh, here's the deal. Um, LastPass. Do you, yes. Did you know that LastPass had a security breach? 
No. Uh, oh, well, maybe I did. Yeah, they had a security breach. They had... Um, oh, to keep track while the security breaches. Yeah, they, they had some kind of issue that happened where... I, I can't even remember what it was. But here's the deal. Um, LastPass saw it, and this is what happened. They immediately went in. And, and oh, what happened was uh, nobody was able to log into the services, but somebody had gotten into... a. a you know, had got backdoored into something to to get a list of uh, to get some content that could have people's um, uh, passwords. But the thing is, is they'd have to brute force in to get those passwords. They, they so if you had a very very tight password that's not dictionary word and stuff. If you like, for example, if you had one exclamation mark, you know, NYC. 2003 right. you know a good cl- password close pass you know close no. parenthesis nobody they're not going to be able to get that and and they even said listen there's no big you have nothing to worry about but here's what they did they immediately sent it out they told everybody that that this has happened people got in we know exactly where they got in we know exactly how long they were in we know exactly what they took and because of that, we we know that they have the ability. If they brute force this, if if you do not have a sophisticated password, um, then then you want you are gonna you're gonna need to change this. In fact, here's the deal: anybody who doesn't have a certain string of passwords, we are going to require you on the next login to change your password. All right, like hey, you've been bumped out. You gotta you gotta sign back in. Exactly. You know? So we're, we're across the board. We're gonna require you. This is my opinion. That that's how you handle this. And matter of fact, did we even bring that up on Business Tech Weekly that that happened? No. But yeah, you and I maybe both we were, may mention of it, but it, I don't we think we did. didn't trash him for I, a half hour. I know, <laughs> I, I, I know we didn't. I because I would have remembered it. No, it, it did not come up at all. I remember because basically it happened two or three days before the show, and basically by the time the show came around, I, I didn't even throw it into the show notes, and and I I know we didn't have this conversation, so. Yeah, and, and the other problem is that Dropbox now has a pattern of um, either not addressing it head on like with this or uh, saying something and then the truth coming out on the other side where they said none of our employees have access to files. And then now they'd say, well, okay, some do. Mm-hmm. Well, you either do or don't. I mean, it's not a hard question. It's true or false. It's A or B, you know, it, it, and that's, that's where you get in trouble. That's where you start losing credibility. Right. And, and I, it, my issue, frankly, is my dependence on them. You know, and I, I've got to figure out a way around that because uh, I won't say how I use Dropbox, but it's important. Right. You know? Well, I, I, it, it's important to me. I mean, that's how I, I do these podcasts back and forth with Amy. But I, I mean, honestly, I, I could still use Dropbox and I'm, I, I still use Dropbox for free. And I can still use Dropbox if I had to. Uh, for for what I'm using it for, and just not store my personal data on there, you know, stop backing up. I mean, I really don't need to back up my backups of my Quicken files, my bank account information into Dropbox. I just do it just so it, it's it's on, on an additional backup. So, mm-hmm. hmm. Bob's saying, I think you did discuss the last past security breach on the show. I think we discussed it, but we certainly were not. Yeah. As harsh as we are to Dropbox, all right. I think we're like, hey, this happened. So you tell, know, so fix it, Andy. What's what's next in the world of Google Docs? And, and by the way, I just noticed that something else uh, in Gmail. Did you notice that they now have nested um, labels? 
So they call these things labels, but why, when are they just going to call them folders? <laughs> folders? I don't know. <laughs> because now you can put, you can label labels. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> like I'm a human person. Okay, uh, good. It's funny. Um, Did you see that? Have you seen, have you noticed that? Uh, I have seen that. Yeah. I have seen that. And another thing that I show is that you, you know how before you could, um, in the label list on the side, you could either show or hide. And then they gave us that show if there's anything on red. But now, did you see that there's also, now you can show or hide the label in the message view. So like if you're looking at your inbox, yeah. you can actually have those things have a label. So they're technically in the folder, uh, but it's not giving you that big ugly label inside of your email inbox now. Mm, nice. And this is cool because I use some that I use labels for my multiple inbox and uh, I was able to say, you know what? Stop showing me those inside of that for Amy to process and assign follow up. I don't need to see those big red labels. I just need them to make sure that they get the labels so that it shows up in the multiple inboxes that I have. So this, these two, uh, the, the nested folders, or I'm sorry, nested labels, uh, the parent and child labels, uh, that isn't something I'm all that excited about, but I definitely love the fact that Google apps, email, uh, and probably I would assume Gmail as well, uh, now allows you to hide a label inside when you're looking in the list view. Yeah. Cool. They're doing... It's interesting how they roll these things out because we were talking about communication earlier and they don't necessarily like say, hey, here's a new thing. Hey, here's a new thing. I mean, they do, but they don't broadcast it to all of us. Yeah, you I know, did. They don't, they don't send me a note and say, this is a new thing. I found both of these by accident. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, I, but I like them. I, it's, it was, you know, at first people, I, I, I'll sit down in front of someone's Gmail and, uh, and I'll say, hey, do you know you can hide those? You can, well, here's a progression. Did you know you can have labels? Oh, okay. Did you know you can change the colors? Oh, that's cool. Did you know you can hide them? Oh, that's good. You know, I mean, it's, it's this progression of they exist. You can tweak them. You can hide them. You know, you can create rules. And now you can do them uh, so they're nested or, you know, I mean, it's, it's a nice progression. But yeah, Google, Google Docs itself has some, uh, some cool things that they're continuing to work on. One of them is the Android app. Uh, I don't have an Android device. But uh, I think it's going to have a native Android app, uh, more robust, which a lot of people have asked for. Uh, offline cool. support. And uh, that kind of goes with uh, the fourth one there, which is the Google Cloud Connect, where uh, obviously you can, you can work on them offline, which they took away before because they got rid of Google Gears. But uh, this Google Cloud Connect is basically uh, connects with Microsoft Office. And what's really, uh, frankly, embarrassing for Microsoft is that they, they're doing a better job with the sync than Microsoft did with their own cloud option, uh, is the, what the reviews have said. So Microsoft Office, as an offline option, uh, you can sync it with uh, Google Docs and um, create more of a, a shared folder uh, situation. So it, it can get kind of confusing if you kind of get your head in there too much because you've got multiple people working on the document offline and you also have it syncing online you can be working in microsoft office it'll also sync with your google docs so you've got online and offline and then you're working with two different programs two different spaces so it it's really um it's really becoming more robust and as much as i think google docs is great i saw some stats and it was something like you know 90 percent of 
a business is still using Microsoft Office versus Google Docs. So they, they, to, to be able to connect with uh, the Office suite is really, really a great, uh, a great thing for, for Google Docs in general. Um, so the offline support, and then they call it the Google Cloud Connect. And we'll have a link to that uh, article from the businessinsider.com in the show notes. But some impressive things. And then Cloud Print, which, you know, frankly, I don't print very much stuff, but uh, just what it sounds like. You can print from a, a computer to a different printer connected to a different computer. So cool. Hey, yeah. I, I have I have one more tool that I want to share with you um, real yeah. quickly. It's a tool that I found from a good friend of mine over at Servants Hosting. Uh, my hosting provider of choice and the place that I have my sites hosted. And uh, I sent you a link to this the other day. Um, but uh, Andy, I don't know if you know this, but you are on a server with your web host for andytraub.com mm-hmm. with 2,242 other domains. Yes. That's a lot of domains on one There was a marble computer. collecting uh, website that I was... And that's you know you get concerned when you see websites like that you're sharing space with because you know the bandwidth of the marble collecting population yes. has got to be all, million, it was, it millions was a, of hits. It was all about marbles.com or something. <laughs> there you go, there you go, yeah, yeah. No, but all, in all seriousness, I mean it. It just brings to light our conversation we had, and maybe you can look up the episode, but uh, about shared hosting, you know, about your reliance on a shared host solution, and and I'm not going to be switching um, currently because uh, I haven't had you know, downtime issues, uh, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it sort of thing. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's helpful. I hope for people to realize this is how many people when you're buying that space, mm-hmm. you know, it is a space somewhere physically and you're sharing it with other people, right? Yep. It, it, it's a more of a commune setup than a, a home ownership. You know, you're sharing it, you know, all that space with people. So if for instance, you're sharing it or used to be sharing it with podcast answer, man. If he's getting tons of traffic, it could slow your site down. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. That would, so that's, that's what you can see. You can see all the other people on your, and I was making a joke about the marble collectors, but there really is some marble website. But if I was on there and I saw a podcast answer, man, I would say gulp. Uh Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's why my site's so slow and you don't get to choose your neighbors. That's the other thing we should make sure. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. Like for example, here, here's the thing. My, my, I had a client who signed up, he did scannershirts.com and I'm pulling this up here. Right. Scannershirts.com. And Oh, right, right, right. Good call. I am looking at his, he's sharing his with 565 neighbors who are also 565 other websites that are hosted on his site. And uh, basically what happened was he got he got a lot of publicity on Fox News and he had I think it was his site shut down after 22,000 people uh, signed up and came to the site and, and it shut it down. And guess what? Not just his site was down, but all 565 of those hosted sites went down as well and was down all day long. Um, and shareaccordingly.com, she's in our chat room. She, uh, she posted her, her URL in here. So I'm going to look it up and see how many she shares with. So we're going to pull that up. This is, by the way, at my-ip-neighbors.com. And shareaccordingly.com is on a machine in the web that shares uh, that with, uh, she's got 690, 690 friends friends on her <laughs> server so yeah so something to check out something to consider yep. uh, to be aware of when you're, you're you're trying to 
um, you know, understand the traffic to your site, things like that. So, yeah. and what's cool is I, I typed in podcastanswerman.com and I look, I've got eight neighbors <laughs> and guess, eight. guess who my eight neighbors are? Balance. Uh, shady. Balance Living Weekly dot com, Biggest Loser Podcast, Cliff Ravenscraft, GSPN.tv, LillyInsurance.com, Cliff Ravenscraft.org, Virtual Assistant Podcast.com, and Podcast Answer Man. So so basically it's even though I'm on a virtual private server, my IP address is only shared in my own little cluster. So, nice. Nice. Very nice. Anyway, so a little cool tip. Uh, matter of fact, that that's one of the things that you could do if if you're if you notice your site's down, um, and you want to know if it's your problem or not. Go to my ip my hyphen ip hyphen neighbors dot com. That's n e i g s n e i g h b o r s dot com. Yep. And then type in your site's name and then go and find somebody else who's on your server and then go see if you can pull theirs up. And if you can't pull theirs up and you can't pull yours up, then you know it's a server issue. There you go. Ha! How about that? Good idea. Exactly. All right. So I'll tell you what. Let's wrap it up with that, Andy. And uh, we'll be back again next week with uh, another episode. Although I do want to point out we will not be live next week. No. Uh, because I will be out of town. I am heading to Disney World with my family, and we're going to go to Universal Studios to Harry Potter World, and uh, going to stop in and see our good friend Dan Miller, hook up some equipment that he bought for his studio, and then uh, we're heading to North Carolina to visit the Biltmore Estate, and then we're going to top. We're going to top everything off with a, a three-day weekend in the Smoky Mountains for the 4th of July. That sounds like a lovely plan. Exactly. Anyway, so, uh, folks, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we will not be, again, we will not be live. No live show Thursday on June 30th, uh, but there will be an episode of uh, Business Tech Weekly. I think we're going to be talking about 15 free productivity tools to simplify your work, life, for web professionals. That sounds interesting, doesn't it? I'm in, baby. All right. We'll be back next week. Until then, we encourage you to join the community. Yeah.